This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Okay, so welcome this morning to a Kingdom Encounter. Anything can happen. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, as of during worship now, I just felt... You know, I often ask myself, okay, God, um, why are you going to show up today? Have I prayed enough? Have I fasted enough? Have I earned your blessing sufficiently? And I often fall into this hole of just striving, you know, trying to. And then I just felt the Lord say to me, remember, <laughs> remember, remember every time I sh- I've showed up, remember every time in my, just during worship, I was just going in my head through every, every time. Especially when we go places. Every time, at some point, God just breaks out. It is, it is just phenomenal. It is so encouraging. And, and I believe God this morning wants to touch every one of us on, on, on whatever level that you need Him to touch you. So as we went to Marmersbury, I had this impression of, a, of, of what we are bringing to show for Marmersbury. And it's a paradigm shift. And what a paradigm shift is like, it's like the kingdom of God, Jesus said, is at hand. The kingdom of God is near to every one of us. But sometimes it feels like there's the door into the kingdom, but the door is locked. It's within reach, but the door's locked. And so you're not experiencing the power, the love, the goodness of God as you should. The kingdom, you're not experiencing the kingdom as you should. And I had this impression that if you, if you and I want to access the fullness of God's kingdom, you need a paradigm shift, a change in your way of thinking. And as the paradigm shift happens, it is in the same way, it's like there's a key, the key of the kingdom that goes into the door and the, the mechanism is unlocked. That's all it takes. A paradigm shift opens the door. For the fullness of God's kingdom to come in. I sometimes think I am nuts. I actually expect God to show up and he does. This last weekend was next level. It was, Marmersbury will never be the same again. And I was just blown away. I just realized this is so significant. I, I, myself, I was like, okay, we are on the right journey. We are on the right track. This is actually what God has called us to. To pursue the fullness of his kingdom. I mean, the pastor shared with me, Deval shared with me before the time, that many people in the church feel burdened. Many people have lost their joy, you know, when they come to pray. It's like maybe four or five people maybe come and pray before the service. And, and the, when we arrived there, the church was psyched. Forty to fifty people arrived for prayer before the meetings every time. Every time. Friday night. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, hour before the service. Sunday night, I walked in like 30 minutes before the service. I went to the prayer meeting. I was like, it was packed. These people are psyched. And they actually believe. And I've been telling them the whole weekend, the Lord keeps the best for last. I was not incorrect. God just mightily broke out on the Sunday evening. People were being set free and healed and Lives were transformed. 
God is so ready to break out. All he's waiting for is for you and me to believe like a child. It is his will to move mightily this day. So I want to share with you this morning four steps to, four keys to unleash the kingdom of God. Four keys. The ABCs is so easy. It's so simple. It's ABCD. That's all it is. It is not hard to be powerful in Christ because it's him. It's not you. It's him. And God is so wanting to move mightily in you and through you. Not only today, he wants to touch you, but he wants to, this coming week, he wants to work mightily through you. So as I said, I'm so excited what God's doing in the team. So I asked Steve and Lynn, they, they're getting a gold star today. Because they joined me on missions Cambridge in January. They joined us in French Hook in March. And they came Marmersbury in uh, last weekend. So you get a good star. So I want them to quickly come and share. Let's give them a hand. This missions thing is catchy. <laughs> um, wow, Marmersbury was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. But I've got good news for you. Marmersbury can be, be awesome in your life as well. The kingdom can come in your life too, right where you are, at your workplace, in the street, at the supermarket, wherever you are. God is awesome. Um, we saw so many healings and deliverances and supernatural. But I want to encourage you today, God wants to do that in your life, right where you are too. Not just on a mission trip. Um, he wants to move us from being ordinary Christians, as Andre's video says, to supernatural Christians. So that really encouraged me this weekend. Um, I've just got, yeah, I've prayed for quite a few women on the weekend, women who were battling with um, depression. Um, I prayed for a lady who had cancer, and that really encouraged me a lot. But um, I just want to share one story with you in detail today. A lady came up and she asked me to pray for her because she was having um, re reoccurring dreams just about every night for five years. And they were really bad dreams, like not, not good dreams at all. And when she shared this with me, the Holy Spirit showed me that there was something demonic that needed to be broken in her life. And as I started praying for her, she was slain in the spirit and it was quite scary. She grabbed onto my leg and she started choking and I thought, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I can't do this. And I looked up, and Steve was just over there, and he just finished praying for somebody. And so I called him to come and help me because I felt I couldn't do this on my own. So he'll carry on with the story. So um, this woman was choking and coughing and spluttering, and I thought, wow. My, my carnal mind took over and said, I can't do this on my own. And um, I looked up, and I saw Andre. And he wasn't far from me. And I said, Andre, come help. Come help. He says to me, you're on your own. <laughs> With Jesus, you're on your own. Exercise the authority in Jesus, he says. <laughs> so Andre pushed us out in faith. And uh, we just cast the demon out in the name of Jesus. We had the authority in Jesus. And Andre, I, I suddenly realized in the spiritual realm that Andre reminded, reminded me of our promises we have in God. So don't be fearful. And... Uh, the woman was completely healed. The demon left her, and she was completely at peace because of the authority of Christ. Amen. So that's a good pastor for you. Eh? You can't be all things to all people.
Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. You know, I was asking God about the authority that Jesus has given us to, to cast out demons. I mean, he, there's God's authority and there's the world authority. Now, the world authority is laws and regulations. So I was after the, after the weekend, I was, I was meditating upon what God has shown me about this authority. And, you know, a traffic officer has got authority because he's got the law behind him. When he stands in the road and he puts his hand up, he has the authority of the law behind him. So what do you do? You stop. Okay, but his authority only lasts while he's wearing the traffic uniform. Outside of that environment, he's got, he doesn't have that authority. But Christ has given us authority in Matthew 10, verse 8. It says, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And another promise in God's word, it says, John 14, verse 12. It says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. So those are the two things I learned on the weekend is God's authority. And one, one testimony I will share, there were so many healings, and I, I'll be here all morning to tell you because it was just radically awesome how God touched people's lives. But this one young man came to me, um, came up for prayer, and um, I asked him what was wrong. He said, no, he feels unworthy. So we were taught on the weekend, Stefan taught us and Andre was teaching us to trust in the Holy Spirit to, before you just start going in forth, uh, bat out of hell to pray for somebody, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what, is, what you're feeling in this person's life. So I stood behind him and I, and I asked God, show me. And God showed me that the reason why, and I was feeling this, is that the reason why he was feeling unworthy is because he doesn't have a relationship with his own natural father, his earthly father. So he couldn't understand the love of God. So I said to him, I'm feeling this. And he just started weeping. And he said, yes, that's exactly right. He doesn't have a close relationship with his dad. So I said, where is your father? He says, he's actually in the building. But he didn't point him out to me, right? So I said, well, what you need to do is after the service, go and chat to your dad and give him a hug and have a deep conversation with him and tell him that you love him and you want to... God wants to restore the relationship that you have with him. So the next day, unbeknown to me, this, the, his father comes up for prayer. And I stand behind his father. But I didn't know it was his father. And God showed me that this man has an issue with relationships in his family. So I asked him the question. He said, yes, I, have a, I had a, a, a problem with my daughter. He said, I had, a, I had an issue with the relationship with my son, but last night it was healed. So now I have a relationship with my daughter. So how about that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. Give them a hand. It was so funny when I was, I was praying for somebody in the front, and then Steve was like, Andre, come help. And I just smiled. There's no way I'm going to come and help you. <laughs> this is your moment. This is your moment. It was so wonderful to see them pray for people and see God move through them. And, and, and this is the paradigm shift that God wants to bring to every one of us. This will revolutionize your relationship with Jesus when you realize that God wants to be powerful for you and through you as a lifestyle. So I want to share a few, um, few um, points with you to, to, to unlock this, but, but let's just go to Acts chapter 6 verse 8. I'm trusting for our faith to be unlocked this morning so that the, the presence and the power of God can flood in. Come on, say amen. Come on, say I'm ready for more. Amen. So Acts chapter 6 verse 8. 
classic verse, love this. It says, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Full of faith and power. In other words, he had the paradigm shift. He was full of faith and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he did great wonders and signs and wonders. Who was Stephen? Do you know? There's another guy also, Philip, who also went out and mighty signs and wonders were done through their lives. Who were they? Were they apostles? No. Do you know who they were? They were deacons. Deacons. All the life group facilitators at our church, I consider them deacons. You're a deacon. You're supposed to do this. <laughs> eh? Isn't that cool? Wouldn't it be cool if that'd be like a prerequisite to become a deacon in the church? Where's your signs and wonders, man? Come on. Where's the faith and the power? That would change the church. That would change the church. Not even an elder. Just a deacon. Praise God. But he was full of faith, the change in thinking, full of the power of God. The Holy Spirit filled him. And I believe this is what God wants to do in every one of us. He wants a paradigm, bring a paradigm shift that God wants to touch you right now. Uh, so one of the guys on, on Friday night, we normally, we, the plan was to pray for people on the Saturday afternoon. And on Friday night, while I was just sharing um, a message with the guys, I suddenly felt the Lord say, now, pray, now, right now, pray for sick people. So we called a whole lot of people, like 20, 20 25 people came forward. And then we just released the presence and the power of God. We say, be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. And then people were being healed all across the place. And we had some testimony, some of the guys, and the one testimony was the coolest one. So the one guy, I think his name is Theo. He's about 53 years old. 26 years ago, he was in a scrum. He's a big oak. I think yeah, he was a stit. He was a, a front row. And, he, and, the, and the scrum fell in, and he tore off his bicep muscles 26 years ago. He's had a hole in his arm for 26 years. And then I think Dion, who was it prayed for him? Steve. Steve. Well, all the glory to Jesus, but you were the vessel. <laughs> and so Steve put his hand on him, and he said he felt like a fire. He felt the presence of God burning through his body. And then he checked, and the hole was no more. The hole was filled up. The muscles were restored. Hallelujah. Jesus. And it's quite a big oak, and he was like unbuttoning his shirt, wanting to show me. I'm like, dude, stop, stop. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> and then he said he, he, his 13-year-old son was lying in the back row asleep. He was tired and so he didn't feel well, so he was sleeping. And he had a knee injury for more than six months, rugby injury, and his knee was swollen. At the end of the evening, his son woke up and he was like, Oi, what's this? And his knee was completely healed as well. Swelling was gone. Amen. Come on. All things are possible with God. We can keep you busy for the whole weekend, yeah. Story upon story upon story. It is, was incredible what God did. And He wants to do it continuously. You see, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is so near. We have a loving, wonderful God who, who is not like, you know, when, the, when the, I think it was the leper, He said to Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing but if we look at the rest of the scriptures, he's not only willing, he is passionately excited about pouring out his goodness and mercy into people's lives. Amen. 
And so the, the, the first thing I want to I share with you is that the A of the ABCs of unleashing the kingdom is you need to be anchored in the goodness of God. You need to be anchored in the goodness of God. You need to understand who God is. It's, if, if you never see anything with your physical eyes, your heart needs to be anchored in who God is. I told the guys, you know, we always win. When people get healed or when they don't get healed, we always win. Because our eyes and our hearts, our eyes are on the Lord and we are anchored in the living God. And we know that ultimately, you know, eternity, we win in eternity. Every healing, every miracle is simply a taste of what's coming when the kingdom of God in all of its glory floods in. So we are anchored. We are not distraught or terrified or upset when we're not healed in the moment because we know it's coming. I mean, say, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Sometimes people are so afraid that, you know, how can I pray for sick people? What if they don't get healed? That's not the point. What if they do get healed? (laughs) If you don't pray for them, they're not going to get healed. They're not going to encounter the love of God. Every miracle is a manifestation of the love of God in somebody's life. And we serve the creator God. He is the God who made everything. Amen? I mean, have you lately checked how big the universe is? Have you lately checked how incredible creation is? God spoke this creation into being by his word. He just spoke it. So is it really that far a stretch to believe that if there's a God who created everything, that at times he would intervene in this realm to heal people and set them free? Is it really such a stretch? To believe that. No. Especially if we know that he is love. He's love. I mean, think of every, every parent in this house. Do you love your child? If you had the power to help your child when they are in pain and suffering or something's bad, would you help them? No one would be able to stop you. Because you, you, you love your child. Our father's love is way beyond that. He's passionately wanting to touch each one of us. And so I want to take us to this verse, Psalm 62, verse 11. It says, God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. He's powerful. He's powerful. And then it says, unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Come on, say unfailing love. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. But he says, power, O God, belongs to you. God, you are powerful and you are love and your love cannot be held back. Therefore, your power wants to move forth to heal and to set people free this morning. Come on, say it this morning. God wants to heal us. He wants to. He wants to set you free. I feel this morning God actually wants to set people free of darkness on their souls, depression, heaviness. The Lord wants to come and set you free. I was, we were so blown away what God did this past weekend. You see, but the miracle is in God's hands. But the stepping out is in ours. You need to step out. You need to step out. You need to take the risk. So I was one of the things I'm like wanting to, to um, unlock this last while is, is just... Hearing God's voice for people. So I, I, we're joking in the team that the person that I'm going to sit next to on the airplane, they're going to get loved on. So, 
So on Friday morning, we're flying to Cape Town. And I'm like, so I start off by, hi, hi. You know, just break the ice. Get some names. Connect a little bit. They didn't know one other lady and a guy. And I was just, we, we, the plane hasn't lifted off yet. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me that this lady, I felt two children. And I felt specifically she's worried about them. And, and I felt the name of the one is Jason. That's what I felt. So I checked with her kids. How many kids? She had more kids, but she had the two or three young ones, then two in the middle 20s, the older ones. And she was very worried about them. And the one's name is Jesse. Ah, I was so close. That was so close. I'm going with that. That, that was close enough for me. <laughs> Jason, Jesse. The plane has hardly lifted off, and this woman was weeping as I was praying over her and prophesying over her, the Father's heart. For her, for her husband, for her family, for her, for her marriage. It was a beautiful. I was like, yes. God is alive. And it's that easy. It's that simple. Say, so God, I'm available. Anything, anything. <laughs> On Friday afternoon, I had the privilege of leading my cousin to Christ. 25-year-old cousin. Yes. It was amazing. So we went to their house in Camps Bay, went to go pray for them, and uh, I was just like sitting there, I was praying, we we're praying for a child, baby problems, and uh, I just like, hey, Sean, have you committed your life to Jesus? <laughs> well, he's been going to church with his wife now, have you committed your life to Jesus? <laughs> I was just like, hey, have you? I said, no, he hasn't made that commitment, he hasn't made that decision. Yo, I said, do you want it now? <laughs> he said, yeah, let's do it. So I had the privilege of praying with him, and it was so powerful. God so touched him. He stood, opened his hands, just prayed for him. The power of God came upon him. He was set free from, from even darkness on his soul and tears running down his face. He had a Jesus encounter, a kingdom encounter. And his wife sent me a message later. She said he was so blown away. So they came to Mama's Breathe the next day to experience more of God's presence. But sometimes it just takes a little bit of boldness. See, the miracle is in God's hands, but the stepping out is in ours. Like, hey, have you given your life to Jesus? I'm asking that to every one of us today. Have you made that decision? Have you made that commitment? Because you need to. The, the miracle only happens when you step out like a child and say, God, I trust in you. Amen. But so you and I need to be anchored in the goodness of God. Unshakable. My faith is not in what I see. My faith is in who he is. So I'm never shaken when I, whether I see a miracle or don't see a miracle. It's, it's, it's God. I know who he is. He's good. He's the healer. And ultimately, full healing is coming at some point. Amen. So be anchored. Do not be do not be upset. Don't doubt it. So the A is be anchored, be anchored in God. The B is you need to believe. You need to believe that God's power is for you right now. Not one future sometime. Yes, in the future as well, but right now. Some of us reminded of a, of a word the Lord gave me. I've preached about this before, but the Holy Spirit said to me, the, Andre, the only obstacle you're facing is unbelief. The only obstacle you're facing is unbelief. The problem is not the problem in the light of an almighty God. 
creator of heaven and earth. The cancer isn't the problem. The, 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 the oppression, the, the, the challenges in your life, they are not the problem. The relational challenges, they are not the problem. The problem ultimately is unbelief. And if we move unbelief out, then Almighty God is released to move on our behalf. And I see this every time we go somewhere and we shift the unbelief to faith, the kingdom comes. The kingdom comes. I mean, that church was so, they were so psyched there. I tell you, I, 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 I haven't seen this in a while. So on Monday morning, I mean, some of them went and they went to pray for people. And the one lady prayed for a, a woman who had breast cancer at a, a soup kitchen. So the breast was hard and, and she had breast cancer. She, this lady who's now, she's never done this before. She just received like, God in me is powerful. So now she's, she's stepping out. So she prayed for this woman and, uh, According to what she said, the tumor disappeared. The hardness in the breast was gone. Hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus praise for that. Someone just needs to step out. Another lady went to her work and, and she sent a voice note and she said, like, I'm so excited. I don't know how I'm going to work today because I prayed for a guy who had back pain. I prayed three times, third time he was healed. I don't know how I'm going to work today. She's so excited. And they said, and if Jesus can do this through me, he can do this through you. So go for it. Amen. Come on, say it. This is for me. You need to believe that the power of God is for you. I mean, I was so blown away just with Lee going this weekend to, on missions. You've never prayed for people like that, huh? My word, she was powerful. It was amazing. God through her, the changing lives, touching lives, prophesying over people, seeing people set free. You see, this is the good news. It's not you. It is Jesus. And every believer has access to the fullness of God. All you need to do is have a paradigm shift. Unlock the door and you will see the kingdom of God come in. But you need to step out. The miracles in God's hands that the stepping out is in yours. Step out. Look at this. Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, you see the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Does not doubt he who has faith, does not doubt he who speaks to the mountain, and the mountain are these challenges in our lives, whether it's sickness, <clears throat> whether it's demonic oppression, darkness on our souls, whatever it might be, and believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Whatever he says. Whatever he says. Come on, say says. You need to speak it. So many times we, we speak to people and they like they pray in their heads. It's not prayer. It is thinking about prayer. <laughs> there is power in the spoken word. You need to say it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not my authority. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command sickness to go. Cancer, I curse this cancer. Be gone in Jesus' name. You need to his delegated authority to you and me. The biggest mistake I could make is if it was for Stephen Lynn, if I would not come and save the day, because then they'd say, oh, Andre, he is powerful. They've discovered now Jesus in them is powerful. Amen. 
Don't phone me when you have a crisis. Just kidding. You take authority. You speak. You pray for healing. You step out and say, God, the, the God. You know, that one beautiful scripture. The eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Not those who are perfect, just those whose hearts are loyal to him. I'm not perfect. And every time I start building that pressure on myself, oh, I need to pray so much, I need to fast so much, it's terrible, then squat happens. But when I believe, I'm a son of God, and so are you, or a daughter of God. You have authority in the mighty name of Jesus. Speak, step out, let God blow your mind. Amen. Come on, let's say it. God is powerful. In me. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, come on. So we had this, uh, some years ago, we had a guy here called uh, Bram, or Abraham, Abraham. So he had an accident uh, when he was a teenager. He fell off a ladder and he significantly injured his back. So I think at the time, uh, fast forward, probably about eight, nine years. So he's had back problems since then. And the last while was significantly bad. So he... Had unbelievable back pain, so he had he went to everybody chiropractors, physios. He had operations to to burn the nerves ending, so he'd have less pain. Nothing worked. So uh, that specific year, I think it was 2015, for eight months he was basically lying in bed. He, that was the only position that he didn't have significant pain. So he could move around, but you know, even coming to church, he would have to sit on his couch and he'd like sit funny, and it was really. Yeah, didn't have a normal life. So he would lie in his bed, and there was he had made this. He was doing his master's degree in in uh, computer science, and he had the special table for his laptop so that he could just lie in bed and that this position of least pain, and he would work. So um, Jimmy, one of our previous elders, we, we me and me me and him, we went to to pray for him, and so he was standing. I was praying for him and saying. Lord, heal him, touch him. And as I was praying for him, I was like, man, there's no faith here. And there's no anointing here. This is not, I just could just feel, this is not going to work. So I told him, Brom, you get this book called Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. Classic, 100 years old about the theology around healing. Read it, stir up your faith, we'll come back. So then he said, uh, a week later, he sent me a message, please don't come. <laughs> I don't have faith. He's an intellectual intellectual, really battling to believe like a child. So about two months later, he says to me, he's lying in bed, and he's read through the book about the theology of healing, and his faith was really stirred. And so he was on YouTube, and he's watching testimonies of people being healed. Then he says something shifted, a paradigm shift. He said he closed his eyes, and it's like something clicked on the inside, and he realized it is the will of God to heal me. So he said, Father, thank you that it is your will for me to be healed right now. And then he got up out of bed completely healed. Completely healed. Amen. The next morning, he push started a car. How amazing is that? I mean, that, that, that story for me is a sign and a wonder to stir our faith. You see, you... 
It's not, you know, even if you have no faith, we have faith, okay? So God can, even if you have no faith, God can still heal. But if you increase your faith, instead of giving up, instead of being hopeless, why not study the scriptures, get scriptures around healing, read books upon of healing, put the scriptures on your wall, and every day say, Jesus, you are my healer. And if not in this life, in the next, absolutely, it's coming. But God, I believe for now. I believe for now. Let faith be released. Whatever you are trusting God for, financial provision, physical provision, healing, relational restoration, whatever it is, Jesus is the answer. Amen. So let God release, contend for your faith. And don't wait until you are healed before you pray for others. We've prayed for so many people, and, and I mean, Sonic has prayed for people, and she's got back pain, and then their back pain leaves. That's just weird. But I love it. Because that's being anchored in the goodness of God. I am, not, I am not kept from praying for others because I'm sick. Some of the most powerful meetings I've had is when I was sick. And God just shows up. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I'm anchored in God. So the first one is A, the second one is believe that God's power is for you right now. The third one is the C, carry His presence. You need to carry His presence. If you want to see signs and wonders, if you want to see the kingdom of heaven flood in, God needs to be tangibly present. That's why we pray before the services. That's why I have this awesome time of worship. It's like, God, you're here. We can feel it. We can sense it. As I shared the story before, I want to remind us of this. You see, the, the calling on, uh, on this church is that together we live out the fullness of Christ. Together. God wants us to together. So together we can create an environment, a culture where God can move mightily. And so uh, in 2015, um, I think it was, we went, just before we went to Argentina, we had a missions prayer meeting. And as I was, we were praying, I saw a vision of, uh, you know, that scene where Jesus on the donkey coming into Jerusalem and everybody, Hosanna, Hosanna to the coming king. You know, you know, that's that scene. Now in this vision, I didn't see Jesus. I just saw a donkey and everybody was cheering and celebrating and yes. And I was like, Lord, what is this? And God said to me, this is my church. A lot of activity, a lot of celebration, maybe even loud worship. But I am not present. I am not present. You see, and, and, and this is the transition we've made over the last six, seven years. Is we are pursuing God in the house. God in our lives. God all over us, wherever we go. Because that's what He wants to do. And see, many churches have no frame of reference. I didn't have a frame of reference 12 years ago. After this last week, and I'm like, Gee, God, my frame of reference is increasing. <laughs> I, just, I just saw this past weekend, this is significant. What God is doing in us is significant. And they are no super apostles. They are just believers empowered by the presence of God, seeing His kingdom come. And I believe this is what God wants to do in our midst. He wants every one of us to make this transition. You see that donkey walking, that's you and me. I'm a donkey going for a walk if Jesus isn't tangibly with me. And so are you. 
And that's quite depressing. But if the donkey has Jesus on top of him, then it is God invading a city. Amen. That donkey's, the, the donkey's most profound, most wonderful moment of its life was the moment it carried Jesus into Jerusalem. For you and me, our greatest moment, our greatest honor is for you and me to carry the tangible presence of God upon our lives so that God can invade in the name of Jesus. Amen. He wants to. He wants to blow your mind. Every few weeks, the Lord gives me a new prophetic word that says, I'm going to blow your mind. There's more. And the one, the one picture I saw, vision I saw was like a, I was standing under a waterfall. The Lord gave me this word for me and Sonica about 10, more than 10 years ago. 12 years ago, I received the word of me and Sonica standing under a waterfall of the Spirit. And as we were just standing under the waterfall, the chains of people would break and they would join us in the waterfall. A few weeks ago, I was standing in our in a, in a, in a, in a office meeting. We were worshiping and I saw myself standing under the waterfall of the Spirit. I'm like, yes, it's good. Next moment, the scene opens up, and I'm standing under a massive damn wall. The, the waterfall I was experiencing was a crack in the wall. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to open the crack. There's so much more that I want to pour out into your life. I felt the Lord say to me, there's going to be outbreak of healings, deliverances, and a whole lot of incredible miracles. And all of these signs and wonders will point to Jesus. And many, many, many will turn to Christ because of the signs and the wonders that will point them to Jesus. Amen. Come on, say it. Let it be, Lord. Let it be in the name of Jesus. But the, the, the challenge is you need a paradigm shift. And we need to live in that paradigm shift every day of our lives. So in the third term, we're going to do a series about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to trust for all the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be unlocked in our lives. All nine, in the name of Jesus. Come and say, bring it. <laughs> when I unlock your faith, it is. I'm, I'm, when the moment I expose myself to certain fivefold ministers' teachings and, and, and anointing on their lives, suddenly God just releases more in me. You can catch it. It's like a cold, a heavenly cold. Come on, let's say, I can catch this. And it's good, good feeling, not, not bad cold. And we rebuke all the other colds and flu in the house in the name of Jesus. Amen. But the Lord wants to, the Lord wants to move mightily. And so on Saturday afternoon, and, and, I mean, on, in Malmesbury now, I mean, it, it was, it was business to loop. So strip. So now we're doing now. I mean, the previous night, God was already breaking out and that morning. I mean, it was amazing. Now we, now I'm actually talking about the, the theology about healing. I'm like, oh my soul, I am worried we're going to run out of sick people. <laughs> Amen. That's currently my greatest fear when we do meetings is we're going to run out of sick people. <laughs> Amen. So, so now we are... After we've shared, we've taught, and now we're going to start praying for people, people are getting healed, and now I'm praying for people, and I was like, where's God? I'm like, I'm not feeling His presence. Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? So, so other people, people are getting healed through the, through the, um, through the members, 
the team members praying for them. I mean, God, these things are happening. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I need to sit down. God's presence is so feel almost like left me. That's what I feel like, you know. I was like, near, near. <laughs> I was like, God, what are you doing? And I realized the Lord is reminding me, Andre, you can't do anything without me. So his presence just pulled back. I'm like, ah, I hate it when you do that. But I'm learning, Lord. I'm even preaching about it, Lord. <laughs> Please don't do that again. And the next day, was just, it just exploded. The power and the presence of God through me. But the Lord reminded me. It happened in, in Brazil as well. It was a Saturday night. And I was like, man, the senior pastor of the church of 6,000 people, I'm going to show him how these things work. I mean, we've had a few hundred people probably already healed and amazing things happening. So me and the senior pastor, we're going to do this. Oh, God pulled back. Because this is not you. It's not you. It's not you. If you don't get it, you're going to miss this. If It's not you. And that is so liberating. That is so liberating. It's not you that is awesome. It is His presence on you that is mighty and powerful that transforms lives. So I was like, yo, God, I got the message. It's all you. I'm just a donkey. I'm just carrying your presence. But when people are healed, only Jesus will get glorified. Amen. Come on, say it. Only Jesus will get glorified. It's for His glory. It's for His glory. And that's why this type of ministry, is, it's not, people often ask me, oh, aren't you going to get proud? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's not possible to get proud when you do this type of ministry because the presence of God just moves back. You're stuffed. <laughs> okay, Jesus, please, please, please. <laughs> it's all you. Amen. Our God is awesome. Look at this, Acts 19. Verse 11, it says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Unusual miracles. What? I mean, this just blows your mind. Handkerchiefs, aprons being put on him, because Paul was so overflowing the presence of God, the anointing of God, that even if something just touches him, it would be soaked with the anointing. And then they would take it somewhere and people would be healed and set free just by putting it on them. And they're not even saying in the name of Jesus, they're just putting it on them. Now that just blows your theology. <sighs> you see, and it reveals that it's really, really easy to be anointed. If a handkerchief can be anointed, you can be anointed. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I can be anointed. Come on, say it. If a handkerchief can be anointed, I can be anointed. But you need to carry the presence of God. You need to position yourself. That's why we pray before the services. Come and join us. Guys, it's powerful. We have communion. We worship together because we want to create an environment where the kingdom of God can come. Make it your lifestyle. Every day of your life, worship. Pray in the Spirit. Pursue the living God. And just say, God, here I am. I'm the donkey. Donkey is back. <laughs> now we don't say we're sons and daughters of God. So we, we're royalty. We're blessed. But we can't do miracles. Amen. So that, yeah, God wants to blow your mind. You see, with God, with God, all things are possible. Then the last one, the D. 
A is for be anchored in God. B is believe this is for you. C is carry his praise. You see the ABCs of so easy, so easy. And then the D is you need to desire this. You need to desire it. So many times we pray for people where they say, well, if God really wants to, then I will receive it, sort of, I think. No, you need to desire it. 1 Corinthians 14. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Pursue love. You see, all the gifts of the Spirit, every miracle is a manifestation of God's love. If you want to love people well, trust God for the gifts of the Spirit in your life. But it says, desire, zealously pursue the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Amen. So sometimes I speak to people who don't believe God is powerful anymore. Then I say, and they're very, very biblical. They're very biblical. So I said, are you desiring it? Then they say, no, but that speaks of something else. You know? No. It speaks of the supernatural gifts of the Spirit so we can love people well. Go read the rest of 1 Corinthians 14. It's about the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. That's what God wants. But you need to desire it if you want to see the kingdom come. Amen. So uh, a year or two ago, we prayed for a, a bunch of people for uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit. And uh, one of the ladies, I think she's here today, but a uh, Messianic Jew, she understands Hebrew. So while I was praying for these people, I was praying in tongues, my spirit praying to God. While I was praying in tongues, I spoke Hebrew. How cool is that? But what's profound is I was saying, while I was praying for them, more in Hebrew. More in Hebrew. More in Hebrew. And if it's in Hebrew, it must be God. eh? (laughs) The original language. (laughs) Point being is, the Holy Spirit supernaturally empowered me to pray more. God give them more. So I believe it's a a godly, spirit-led prayer for each one of us to pray and say, God, thank you for the trickle, but there's more. I want more. Come on, let's say it. I want more. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.